have begun as of three weeks ago a series entitled There's No Other Name. And we've been looking at different titles, different names that are connected to the person of Jesus. The first sermon in this series, the first message of this series, we focused on the Deliverer. Jesus is the Deliverer. Then last week we noted that He is a Lion of the tribe of Judah. And today we're going to look at another name or title that is connected to the person of Jesus. He is the bright and morning star. The bright and morning star. Are you ready? Are you ready for what the rock is cooking? (laughs) I'm talking about the real rock, Jesus. Best-selling author, Anne Spangler, shares the following. Light therapy is the treatment of choice for a depressive condition called seasonal affective disorder also known as sad though the diagnosis may sound trendy anyone who lives in a climate that gets only the winter sunlight is not likely to doubt it many of us would be the first to patronize a restaurant like the one in Helsinki, Finland, that from October to March serves bright light with breakfast. Every morning, the Café Engel places light boxes throughout the restaurant so that along with Danish and coffee, patrons can get their fix of light she writes it seems obvious that our bodies are wired for light without enough of it some of us are prone to weight gain irritability anxiety sleeplessness and stress but it's not only our bodies that suffer in the darkness our souls long for light as well perhaps she writes That's why the story of Jesus is associated with light from start to finish. Let me zero in on or focus on that last sentence. That's why the story of Jesus is associated with light from start to finish. Because the Bible reveals that it is so. In fact, if you would go or look with me at Matthew's Gospel in the second chapter, verses 1 and 2, we read in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. It is important that we note here that these magi that were willing to travel hundreds of miles to get to where the babe Christ had been born, to get to where the prophesied Messiah was born, that they were led there by what they called his star. And later on, we'll see how they came to that conclusion that it was a star related to Jesus. Then we read in the last book of the Bible, 
Revelation chapter 22, verses 12 through 16. Revelation 22, 12 through 16. And behold, Jesus says, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs. Now let me pause there. The dogs that it's speaking about here are not pit bulls, German shepherds, or chihuahuas. Dogs here is used metaphorically, as Paul wrote in Philippians 3.2, to describe those who have distorted theology, who have twisted thinking when it comes to how to have a relationship with God. There were those in Paul's days who were saying that unless you were physically circumcised as a Jew, you could not be right with God. But Paul, who received the understanding of the grace of God as a means for salvation, he referred to them as dogs in Philippians 3.2. So here, when it says that there's going to be people not in heaven, but outside of heaven, excluded from heaven, that are referred to as dogs, it's speaking of those who have a twisted understanding of the truth and who have not uh, received the revelation of God but instead have gone through their own revelation believing that it is true regardless if it is contrary to the truth of God then it says and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie they are excluded from the new heaven new earth then Jesus says again, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. Watch this. The bright and morning star. Jesus says he is the bright and morning star. What's that a reference to? What Jesus is pointing out is that there is a hope. There is an expectation that every child of God can look forward to. And the guarantee is He Himself, the bright and morning star. Now, there is a way that we can experience the light of the bright and morning star dispelling darkness from our lives. We discover what way that is in Psalm chapter 18, verse 3. Psalm 18, 3 says... I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Can you say praised? So shall I be saved from my enemies. The Hebrew word for the word praise here is halal, which means to praise with a loud voice. The most primitive meaning of halal is to cause to shine. The most primitive meaning of the Hebrew word halal for praise means to cause to shine. What this teaches us is that with our praise, we are throwing our spotlight on God, on our God. We are throwing the spotlight on our God when we praise because He is worthy and deserves to be praised and glorified. And watch this. The more we put the spotlight on Him, the more He causes us to shine. 
the more we put our spotlight, the spotlight of praise on Him, the more He causes us to shine. That's why in the book of Psalms 34, it says they looked to Him and they were brightened or their faces were illuminated. Here's what I want you to know. When you give God praise, He comes to inhabit the praises. He comes to dwell in the midst of the praises of His people. Psalm 22, 3 teaches us that. Here's what you need to know. Whenever God shows up, light shows up. Why do you say that, Pastor? Because the glory of God is associated with light. So whenever God shows up, light shows up. And what happens when God lights up a room and when God lights you up in His presence, you are then, you experience out of the light emanating from God. It begins to infect or affect your being. In His light, we see light. But in His light, we also experience Experience His light lighting us up from the inside out. So what I'm saying is that when you get your praise on in the midst of your difficult time, you're not going to stay in doom and gloom forever. Instead, as you praise Him, His light will light you up. You don't believe what I'm saying? Look at Moses. The Bible teaches us in the book of Exodus as well as in Deuteronomy. When Moses would go into the tabernacle of meeting, when he would get alone with God, when he would see the the glory of God come to the tabernacle and he would meet with God. The Bible says that when he would come out of his time of meeting with God, his face would be shining with light. The light of God's glory impacted him to such a degree that when he came out, he was now lit. He was now lighted up. That's what happens when you choose that regardless of what you're going through, I'm going to give God praise for who he is. He will light you up in the midst of that praise that you give unto him. Pastor Charles Green points out, Pastor Charles Green points out modern medicine attests to the value of bringing a depressed person into a brightly lighted room, acknowledging that light greatly helps to heal their depression. How much more will praise introduce the light of God and bring us into the joy of the Lord. Ha! You need to get lit? Get in His presence and give Him praise. In His light, you will be lit up. Here's a reality, CWC Life family and friends. Life is a cruel thing sometimes. The very fact that we are trapped in a seemingly endless cycle of sadness, burdens, joys, victories, and griefs seem to create a darkness that will overwhelm and dampen our joy of living. There are times that situations beyond our control will bring clouds of darkness and long nights to our hearts. No more than we can control the patterns of weather can we control the roller coaster of life but it is in those moments of ups and downs and wondering 
When am I going to make it through this season of trial? When will this time of tribulation that I am enduring come to an end? It is in those times that we need to go to the words that were penned by the psalmist David in Psalm 30, verse 5, where he writes in Psalm 30, verse 5, For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life, weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning indulge me cwc life family and friends as i elaborate a little bit about what i see the psalmist is saying here he says weeping may weeping may that doesn't say that it will always last all night it just says that it may then we see the great conjunction but joy cometh in the morning what is the psalmist saying the only definite or absolute in this scripture is the fact that the morning brings joy the life around you may seem dark sorrow heartache disappointments afflictions of all these things can bring a mental or spiritual darkness then suddenly there is a brighter light than the moon shining in the darkness it is the morning star what does it mean morning and joy are about to appear you may be going through a dark night season right now you may be going through a difficult season right now but i've come to tell you with certainty joy comes in the morning don't you throw in the towel but lift up your hands and give him praise because as you praise him he will come and inhabit your praise and the light of his glory will envelop you and infuse you with the ability to be lit with hope and confidence joy comes in the morning Now look again with me at Revelation 22:16. Revelation 22:16. I Jesus have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright morning star. This was to fulfill a prophecy given all the way back in the Old Testament by the prophet Balaam who said in Numbers 24, 17, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. A scepter shall rise out of Israel and batter the brow of Moab and destroy all the sons of Tumult. Jesus is here prophetically called a star and a scepter. He is glorious like a star and has all authority to rule as pictured by a scepter, a rod of authority. What is important is that many scholars believe that it was this prophetic utterance by Balaam that caused the Magi to travel hundreds of miles to find the little boy Jesus, the babe Jesus. Why do I say that? Because 
they believed that they were aware of this prophetic word given by Balaam. And it is what caused them to go to where Jesus was. And when they arrived, they found him because the star led them. So they associated the star with the prophesied coming Messiah. And they found him. This is important that we note this because it reveals to us how powerful God is. God, thousands of years before the coming of Jesus as the babe and the Messiah and the Savior, He prophesied not only His birthplace, He prophesied as well His coming and it happened as He said it would. And these magi trusted in that Word and that Word carried them through what was a rigorous journey. And I want you to understand that the one who came the first time as prophesied has also declared I am the bright and morning star to let us know I am going to come again and the the reason you can count on it is because I am the bright and morning star the one who fulfilled to the letter everything that was prophesied about his first coming I am the guarantee that I will come again Now, the bright morning star, we understand, is a reference to the planet Venus as it appears before sunrise in the western sky. The ancient astronomers believed that Venus was actually a star and they identified it as the bright morning star as it is still called today. We know that Venus is the third brightest object in the sky, beaten only by the sun and the moon. In areas away from cities, on a morning where there is no moon, the planet Venus is actually said to cast a shadow. And Venus is very unusual. It is the only planet in our solar system that rotates on its axis in the opposite direction. For those who think our universe is a result of some kind of catastrophic explosion, apparently Venus didn't get the memo on which way it is supposed to turn. Why then would our Savior want to describe Himself as the bright morning star? It is because the bright morning star represents represents that some, the hope that something better is coming we know that as Venus arises in the western sky around 4 a.m. soon the birds will begin to sing shortly after that in the eastern sky the sun will begin to rise the bright morning star represents the promise of a new day. It indicates that something better is coming. There is something better down the road. I'm aware of the fact that life is filled with heartache and sorrow, disappointments and despair. But a new day will dawn because the, when we allow the bright and morning star into our lives. He becomes our hope of glory. Then will dawn 
a new day, an eternal one, where there will be no need of the sun, moon, or stars, because the light of the world, the bright and morning star will shine. This is the message stated clearly in Revelation, the last book of the Bible. There, in that same 22nd chapter, we find that Jesus, He said, I am the bright and morning star. But then if you go to chapter 21, we read in verses 1 through 4, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down of heaven, coming down from heaven, out of heaven from God, prepared as a bright, a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God Himself will be with them and be their God. Watch. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then in chapter 22, verse 5, we read these words. There shall be no night there. They, know, they need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. CWC Life family and friends, the promise of God is there is something better down the road. And what is the guarantee? It is Jesus Himself who says, I am the bright and morning star. He is the guarantee that there is something better down the road. Now, a football game was being played in Badger Stadium in 1982 in Madison, Wisconsin, with more than 60,000 fans in attendance. The home team was losing. But out of the blue, during the timeouts, when play was at a stop, the fans would jump up and roar with excitement. Why? Many of those in the stadium were listening to a game being broadcast on the radio from 70 miles down the road. What they were listening to was the Milwaukee Brewers beating the St. Louis Cardinals in the third game of the World Series in 1982. Their team on the field was losing, but they were tuned into something better down the road. The Christian life is a lot like that for us. Our circumstances are bad at times, but we must be tuned in to something better down the road. We must place our hopes not in this world, but in heaven. For the Bible tells us that we who have believed and received Jesus Christ, when we die, 
we go immediately into heaven to be with the Lord. Second Corinthians 5 8 says, We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. The Bible reveals in John 14 2 and 3 that the Lord has returned to heaven to prepare a place for us. The scriptures reveal that we will receive glorified bodies that will never wear out or experience pain or sickness. We will be reunited with our loved ones who have died in Christ and we will be with Jesus. Heaven is described as a place where the things that we consider precious are but common. For instance, gold, silver, precious stone. It is a reminder that this life is nothing in comparison to the splendor of heaven. Heaven is described as a place of joy, singing, and ongoing celebration. This is why, even though I may cry this side of heaven, I can still smile because of what awaits me on the other side. You see, this is why we live with hope. This is why we live with confident expectation. This is why we don't grow weary in well-doing. This is why we don't throw in the towel in the times of temptation, trial, or tribulation because we know there is something better down the road. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My Lord has built a new heaven and a new earth that is for those who have been redeemed through Him, the bright and morning star. We can give God thanks this side of heaven because we know that what happens on this side is not the final chapter. There is life beyond the grave. That's why Paul said in Romans 8, 18, he said, for the sufferings of this present time, they are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Let me say to you, whatever you're going through doesn't compare to what you're going to, child of God. So don't grow discouraged. Don't become despondent. Don't let depression take you down. You are God's child. And this is not your final destination. We have a living hope. And the reason we know it's going to unfold is because of the bright and morning star. William Waitley, pastor of St. James AME Church in Newark, New Jersey, shares the following in connection with this name of Jesus, bright and morning star. He said to his congregation, we usually think of stars as nighttime luminaries, but the morning star announces the beginning of a new day. Who can testify that since I met Jesus, it's a new day now? I used to be bound by the devil, but since I met Jesus, it's a new day now. I used to have low self-esteem and was in a constant self-destruct mode, but since I met Jesus, it's a new day now. I put down my blues guitar and I picked up a tambourine of praise. It's a new day now. 
people and things that used to upset me don't bother me anymore. It's a new day now. Fear that used to paralyze me and guilt that used to beat me up have lost their hold on me. It's a new day now. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down, it's a new day now. Woo, CWC life, friends and family, I want us to understand it's a new day now for anyone who belongs to Christ. We still have problems. We still struggle. But good stories are not developed without conflict. The truth is that Christ the Lord has set us on a new course, infusing our lives with His light, His presence, and His purpose. So I want you to join me today in lifting up the name of Jesus, our bright and morning star, the one who fills us with the expectation for a day that will never end when darkness and death will be words that we rarely remember because we will be in the place that will be lit 24-7, 365 days a year. A new heaven and a newer, the bright and morning star gives us the ability to live with expectancy and certainty. I recall the story of an elderly janitor patiently waiting every weekday afternoon in the bleachers of a gymnasium while young men finished practicing basketball. He would sit there invariably reading his Bible. One day, the coach asked the janitor, what he was reading. The man answered, the book of Revelation. The coach was surprised by the custodian's answer and asked if he understood it. I sure do, the janitor responded. Well, what does it mean then, asked the coach with a big smile on his face. The custodian said, it means Jesus is fixing to win. <laughs> That's probably the best one-line commentary on the book of Revelation that I've heard. Jesus is fixing to win. For if you've read the book of Revelation, people say, I can't read it. I get scared. I get all oh, the kukui comes out. Listen. Yes, there is beast. Yes, there is the dragon. Yes, there is the, the devil. Yes, you read about famine and death and all the plagues and, and the wrath that's coming down. But have you read all the way to the end of the book where it reveals that Jesus will come himself from heaven and he will come to earth and he will take on the kings of the earth that have withstood his will and purpose and he will come riding on a white horse and he will come with thousands upon thousands behind him to establish and settle the fact that there is only one one King of Kings, one Lord of Lords. Jesus is fixing to win. And child of God, you've probably heard it if you've been in church for a while. As preachers have told you, and you've heard them utter these words, I've read the back of the book, and guess what? We win. And I'm here to tell you, we win because Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's a bright and morning star. We have every reason.
reason today to celebrate. We have every reason to lift up our heads. We have every reason to lift up our voice. We have every reason to lift up our hands in celebration. We have every reason to give Jesus a standing ovation. We have every reason to bow before his throne. We have every reason to believe there is a better tomorrow. Why? Because he is King of kings and Lord of lords. This is not the time for throwing in the towel. No, it's not. Don't you throw in the towel. Raise it up. He is the Lord your banner. He is the Lord your victory. He is the Lord your warrior. He is the Lord who has conquered all. He is the one that has overcome sin. He has overcome Satan. He is the one that has faced every temptation that he could face on earth and he prevailed. This is not the time for waving the white flag. This is the time to raise up the banner that says Jesus is Lord. Jesus is ruler. Jesus is the absolute King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus is my Lord. Yeah. Hey.